Uh, okay. Welcome, Spider Folk. I'm Brian. This is John. And this is the Tarantula Way. <laughs> is that close? I don't know. Maybe. It didn't sound close, but when it sounds close to me, it's way off. So that sounded way off to me. Maybe it's right on. Who knows? Perfect. How's it going, man? Uh, okay, I guess. How about you? Okay. Ah, it's going good. Going good. I, I got something for the podcast that you might enjoy. Oh. Can you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> what are you? Are, are you? <laughs> well, that's my dog adding his own special effects. Oh, oh wow! He heard that. No, he heard that voice. And I like, guess oh. he didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I found some sound effects for my phone. <laughs> cool. <laughs> he said we needed sound effects, so. Hey, we're in the big leagues now. Now we can go. This is the tarantula way. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, was that applause? Oh yeah. Can you hear? Oh it? yeah, but it's it, it's really kind of sounds like maybe a blender mixer or something. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't really sound. Yeah. yeah it does, really. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like you're. It sounds like you're putting a piece of paper in a fan. <laughs> I don't need a sound for this. <laughs> I don't even know if that was you or a sound effect. Who knows? You'll never know. <laughs> oh my god. So this jokes. is right. So is this gonna be the entire podcast? <laughs> no, I actually actually have some pretty freaking interest inter in interesting. Easy for you to uh, say. Spider news um, this time. Uh, the last episode, we talked about nematodes. Sure. And uh, we talked about not knowing the different species of nematodes and this and that. Well, guess what? Nobody knew the species of t nematodes that was killing tarantulas until now. Wow. Any guesses on what it's named after? No. <laughs> no? No. The species, <laughs> I think this is funny. The species of nematode is called Tyrannorana tobelius Jeff Danielsy. Why? Because, because Jeff Daniels killed spiders in arachnophobia. They named the, 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 the tarantula killing nematode after Jeff Daniels. And you expected me to get that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, it's not obvious. <laughs> I, I was I was going so many places. I, you Did know. you think it was going to be John Goodman? I <laughs> uh, no, I was like Raider. <laughs> I mean, you know. I, and then I thought, well, maybe no, more cockroaches, not tarantulas. I, th I thought maybe a little more scientific. I went to like Pepsis wasps. I don't know. <laughs> Pepsi, I, but I'm like that sounds like a soft drink, so I'm not really sure. Uh, oddly enough, it came from the University of California Riverside, not U of M, which you would have thought because Jeff Daniels lives in Michigan, here in Michigan. But I thought that was kind of cool. They named uh, the tarantula killing nematode after Jeff Daniels mm. because he killed spiders in arachnophobia. Well, I guess that's cool. 
I mean, I I, I know we'd all love to have a species named after us, but a nematode that kills tarantulas? I don't know know if I want that one. (laughs) I don't know. Also, uh, since we're in Michigan with Jeff Daniels and all, I found a little story about Michigan spiders uh, don't die in the cold. They actually live in the snow. Hey, I could have told you that one. I know, I know, but there's there's a big story about it uh, from January uh, 13th, 2022. Where the hell did I find it at? MLive.com. Um, yeah, so uh, they got pictures of a of a spider on top of the snow. It fell out of a tree or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they decided to tell everybody, sorry guys, I know everybody thinks spiders die, but uh, they don't die in the winter. <laughs> Yeah, I could tell you because, like, Not so in Michigan, they don't. Anyways, they they live in nooks and crannies, and uh, they they try to keep warm when the sun comes out and that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, you gotta like those crannies. Like they're hiding from the wind, like all the other animals. Really, they're hiding in crevices around the outside of your house and inside your house, your garage, your car, your trees, your shrubs, your rocks. Everything. Are you going to name off more places? <laughs> Am I gonna do what? You're gonna name off every place around the house. <laughs> so so no, I I was gonna say that I I remember I was I was doing something with a snow blower and it was like covered in snow. And I just brought it in the garage and a cellar spider had went along for the ride the entire time. It was on the it was on the snow floor and I, and I had already been outside with it and did the snow and came back in and the cellar spider was still it moved it was like but it was moving really slow but it was alive and it went all for an entire ride. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. I see uh orb web weavers mm-hmm. uh, uh on the 29th floor of high rises out, uh, outside the windows blowing in the wind hanging on their way they are always up high yeah yeah and i always think they're dead but they're not as soon as the sun comes out they start to move around a little bit get yeah, especially downtown detroit yeah for sure yeah. yeah yeah there's some good good big ones man yeah like, really and they come out at night it's like if you stay there if you're there at night it's so many of them just like they come out of nowhere and it's like wow wait i didn't see all you in the daytime Oh yeah, any uh, when I used to live in an apartment uh, in uh, where did I, in the lakes area, there was uh, um, uh, I had a balcony. I was on the third floor and I had a balcony. And you go out there during the day and you turn around and you look at the wall of the of the of the apartment outside of the on the balcony there, just a normal wall. You come out, you know, two seconds after dusk, <laughs> it's a spider wall. Right. <laughs> Spiders and webs that you didn't notice in the daylight. <laughs> right. And the funny thing is, is it's not, you'd be, you'd think it would be a lot of various insects up that high, but here anyway, it's not usually that many except for moths. It's a lot of moths up high, but the, it yeah, seems like the apartment you have, you have a lot of lights up high too. So right. moths are drawn up there. Right. Yeah. So yeah. And uh, what else did I find? Oh, I found that venom from one of the world's deadliest spiders could be used to help heart attack victims. Just finish them off? No, help them uh, oh. recover and extend the life of hearts used for transplants. Oh, I, I figured it was a mercy rule type of thing. To a new study. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, funnel web spider. Cool. Australia. Oh, really? Yeah. The bad boy. 
Uh-huh, and they're saying that it, uh, this will not only help hundreds of thousands of people who have heart attacks every year around the world, it could also increase the number of quality, uh, the number and quality of donors, which will give hope to those waiting for transplants on the list. Cool. So that's uh, that's super cool. Good news. Uh, real easy to find on the internet if you just put in, you know, spiders and heart attack, spider venom and heart attack, that kind of thing. Uh, it's a very interesting article. Or you could listen to us. And we'll give it to you eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was just reading this a little bit. Sure. You, you oh, should yeah. Have, does your sound effect... Go ahead. <laughs> right, exactly. Or either either like the Jeopardy music. <laughs> Got a drum roll. <laughs> Best I could that do. really sounded like the applause. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had, I had the phone on the on the thing, which, which also it. sounds like somebody's sticking paper in a fan. I think it sounds like a machine gun. No, kind of. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> you haven't been around many machine guns. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? That was the. Uh, Oh, okay. For when you're funny. That, so we should like never do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Uh, was that all I had in spider news? Oh, uh, no. I also wanted to give. Oh, let me find that on my phone. Hold on. I wanted to give a shout out to a guy from New York City, Mr. Frank Zoma. He's on a show on Netflix. And I totally put the thing down, damn it. <laughs> oh, wait, here we go. Ah, uh, yeah, it's on Netflix. It's called uh, Getting Curious. And uh, Frank Zoma's on there. Uh, it's about creepy crawly spiders and stuff like that, pets and things like that. Um, so I don't know if it's kind of like a dirty jobs type thing where he goes, he's curious about different things. So he goes and talks to people. I haven't watched it yet. Um, I've only just seen blurbs about it, but I'm going to watch it tonight. Uh, but I just wanted to say congratulations to Frank because he's a pretty cool dude and he gets a little recognition for something he's been doing on the side his whole life. And uh, it seems like. So give a shout out to him. Go to Netflix and watch Getting Curious. Check shout out. out. And uh, I wanted to shout out a YouTube channel that I support. It's called Pet Rock and Roll. Uh, Amy is, uh, I believe she's in London, so she's got a really cool accent. Uh, she does a lot of uh, videos with her tarantulas, and she also hosted the uh, most recent Fatal Fangs, which was a real big one, Fatal Fangs 3, which is mm -hmm. people, um, YouTubers, different YouTubers um, compete mm -hmm. with uh, spider feeding videos. Oh, okay. And, and, and then the the, the, the YouTube uh uh, watchers uh, vote on who who had the best one and they have different rounds and then you know they go to the winner and there's a little trophy and whatnot so uh, amy's really cool got a really cool accent she's got a really cool channel um i really enjoy watching her i'm a supporter of hers so i just thought i'd tell everybody to check her out but um, but there youtube when you said fatal fangs i was thinking maybe you know like they were competing to see who got the best bite <laughs> <laughs> <You know. laughs> that would be a good one too <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be for the week i know <laughs> but we'd have to find different people for that <laughs> but uh, uh people that uh, 
some of the people that watch YouTube channels will know about Fatal Fangs. It's a pretty popular thing that they got going between the YouTubers. And this, the last one, I think, was the third one. Um, and even Keeper Cards made a poster mm-hmm. with uh, with who was in it and who, you know, where they were eliminated. And, you know, it had a grid to where everybody landed in it and stuff. So it was kind of cool. So a lot of people involved in the latest one. Cool. And I think that's everything for Spider News. Also, if you're going to be on YouTube, check out my buddies Rocky Mountain Spider Freaks in Canada. They're very cool. Um, really nice people. Got a lot of good videos, a lot of good information. Um, they do a lot of videos where they uh, smoke. <laughs> <laughs> because smoking is legal in Canada as well as here in Michigan. So um, they smoke and talk about tarantulas. So that's always a good time as well. So, oh, we're not talking about cigarettes. No. Oh, okay. Not was... the tobacco. Tobacco, <laughs> tobacco. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, nobody smokes cigarettes anymore. Come on. Sure. <laughs> Say that to the multi-billion-dollar industry that they are. <laughs> it was a much larger industry. 25 years ago. <laughs> I agree with that. It's still some people doing it. So our main topic for today, John, is... Hold on. Wait. Wait. wait Drum roll. Wait. Wait. Oh, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a blender anyway. Um, <laughs> Oh my god, no, it won't stop. Um, <laughs> wild caught versus captive bred spiders, of course. But anything, really. You can apply this to just about anything. It would be a, it's going to be a much longer discussion if we apply it to other things, though, because some of it is... Not uh, us. Not right, us, but right. The things right. we talk about can be applied somewhat to other wild Somewhat. Some Snakes. More. That kind of thing. Snakes, lizards. Yeah, but yeah, frogs. no. Yeah, snakes and especially frogs. It's a whole different right. ball game when you when you compare wild caught captive with tarantulas and frogs. Totally different. Right, right. So uh I mean basically we're just gonna go over the pros and the cons of both because you know, we tried to do a little research on it and I mean it's it's just common sense stuff, really. But a lot of people sometimes don't realize um, you know what's happening with with, with the wild caught spiders and, and or experience wise as well, just, or experience wise, yeah, yeah just seeing it. Yeah, if you see for a lot years of, and years and a years. lot of different experiences. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many different experiences. Okay, cool. So, what should we start with? Pros, cons, wild caught, captive. Which way you want to go? Well, let's start with wild caught, sure. and first sure. we should explain about wild caught okay i think okay because i mean people understand that it was caught in the wild mm-hmm. and now this pet guy is selling it but i don't know if a lot of people really know what happens in between there and uh, the things i want to say about it i'm not trying to scare people off but i want people to know the truth about you know how these things come in because because it ain't pretty <laughs> yeah not <laughs> always if you, if you ever bought stuff from a wholesale, it, it's not it's not pretty. Either. Right. Yeah, it's not always. Wild caught. I don't want to condemn all wholesalers. It's the same, but yeah, I've been to well, several places. Importers. 
Yeah, I've important. I've not been to an import place. I've seen I've been to several uh, wholesalers that got direct imports and not necessarily just tarantulas, but also fish and things like that when I worked at the pet store. Um, right. But also tarantulas and snakes and all of that good stuff. So yeah, but I don't want to condemn all of them and say that they you know they're all like this or you know they're all a certain way because I you know obviously no. there's good and bad people and everything. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, I mean there's good and bad, and 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 some of the stuff can't be helped with wild caught stuff. I mean sure. it is what it is. It takes a while to ship it, and it takes a while for them to get here. So they come in a certain condition. Sometimes and space is at a minimum, you know. Uh, you know, right, right. Uh, it's, it, it happens. Right, right. And you got a lot of animals to care for. You got to get them all taken care of when they come in and all that kind of thing. It, I, I, it's a big thing. I understand. But, you know, there's just uh, there's things that can happen when you buy wild caught things. And so, you know, these things are shipped in a cup or whatever. <laughs> you <laughs> never know what it's going to be shipped in from the actual country that it comes from. They're caught by and people. Some of them, some of the containers are very interesting. <laughs> yes, I mean, yeah, centipedes come in in net bags that, right. that are so shut, and they're you know you can feel their little claws coming through the bag and touching you when they're walking. You know, if you're holding it in your hand, it's 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 weird. And I've had scorpions come in really weird things too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then you know I get like scorpions. I get a hundred scorpions in a, in a snake bag, and they're all in there together. <laughs> or or sometimes you get unexpected shipments that in the box and it's not in a container inside the box and it's a deadly scorpion right. and it's just sitting right, right. on the top. <laughs> and it's like, really? Wow, thank you. Right, right. Yep. That happened that once. Yep. Feather leg baboons running around and all that kind of stuff. Inside the box, yeah. Inside the box, waiting for you to open it. <laughs> That's fun. I'll play with you. All right, so we're on wild caught. Are we on pros or cons? Which way do you want to go? Uh, well, first, uh, we, we didn't really, we kind of joked around about it, but um, okay. really, these are caught and put in usually containers that are a little smaller than you would want to put something that size in <clears throat> for an adult, excuse me. But and, again, um, space is at a premium. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, because you got to ship it. So just like I would ship in the smallest. But I want the animal to be comfortable. Um, some people don't care. You know, some countries don't care about that. So when it gets here, it's been in a cup for a while. Whether right. it's the right size or too small or too big or whatever. It's been in a cup for a while. Whatever's in with it, usually a, a sponge and a, some paper towel or a cotton bar. I don't know. Sometimes it's just a big soupy mess when you get it. Um, yeah. There's usually a lot of feces in there and, and the spiders are stressed out and whatnot. Um then that's how they come into the United States to the wholesalers. And then, you know, depending on how long they've had them or whatnot, sometimes the, they just take it out of the box and you already ordered. So they're shipping it to you. You're getting it fresh right out of the box straight to you. They didn't hardly look at it. And so uh, definitely yeah, so, didn't feed it or water. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times, they, you know, they don't want to feed it. They don't want to water. They want to get it out as fast as they can. So if they can open the box and put it in another box and ship it out, they're happy to do so. I'm sure if they have to keep it for a couple of days, they do feed and water it. But a lot of them don't change the containers which mm -hmm. is it's kind of gruesome but and then you know for me i like to keep them before i try to sell anything i like to keep them for like 30 days or longer um to make sure they're healthy spiders i like to keep until they molt a lot of times and in the distant past i've been to 
I've been to uh, two that I can think of wholesalers that were getting and selling tarantulas just as a small part of their business, just something to try to diversify. And they were actually terrified of them, especially if they got in. They were terrified of all tarantulas, but then they were getting like Asian species and things. So they absolutely would not open them or feed them or what because they were terrified. Right. And you're going to get that from the big pet stores, too. Mm-hmm. They're going to get stuff like that in, and they're terrified of it because they got people dealing with them that have absolutely no clue about what they're doing, and they're just working at a pet store. They thought they were going to play with cats and dogs. Right. <laughs> now you got to take this spider out of the cup and put it in a cage. Good luck. Right. But yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, those are the kind of things you deal with. with those. So, so, uh, so uh, uh, what, the pros of wild caught, John, what, what would you say is a pro? Um, just uh, availability, diversity, um, making the making the species available to us in the hobby. Um, I mean, all of them, every every single captive born spider that you get came at some point during its ancestry line, lineage, whatever you want to say originated from a wild caught specimen so just just the fact that it is that they are available for you to purchase and enjoy most uh i'm pretty sure uh the, all the hamsters in the pet trade came from like three hamsters three yeah one. yeah or <laughs> or even in tarantulas uh i i don't know how how true it is but an anecdotal stuff that i've heard is uh salmopius armenia was like that it wasn't very many original as it came at least into the united states i don't know about elsewhere oh it could be in there when they originally came in yeah 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 for sure yeah so i mean yeah that that helps the uh it does help the hobby help get new species and you gotta cut you gotta get it from the wild so you can captive breed it and add it to what is being captive bred in the hobby so exactly that is the biggest pro really mm-hmm. that was the easy one right yeah <laughs> And um, now the con. No, 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 no. I have a couple more. Oh, we have more pros. Mm-hmm. So, okay. also, and this is this is for a couple species or maybe a whole genus that I can think of. Um, and I'm not saying that that's the case exactly now, but especially in the future, moving toward moving moving forward, um, there are some species that are due to habitat destruction, or they are becoming less and less uh, uh you know abundant in the wild some of them are actually oh, yeah. pretty pretty rare um they, honestly in the future becoming extinct in the wild yeah honestly in the future that may be the only species specimens uh alive will exist in captivity only and maybe at some point if the country you know does something to you know, repopulate the forest or the habitat or whatever, they can maybe be possibly reintroduced from from captive specimens. But right now, I mean, a lot of it is not just, it's not over collection, it's more so habitat destruction. Plus, sometimes right. in, in a lot of places, uh, the tarantulas, the, the locals, they don't, they don't, they, they kill them on purpose, on site. You know, right, and that's right. that's even yeah. true in the United States. The oh, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. 
that I mean, people go out of their way to run over a, a final penalty. My wife's people. from the Dominican Republic. When she saw the stuff that I sold, she told me, "We kill that stuff in my backyard." That's exactly. Fire. So we kill that stuff in my so, backyard. Right. So people think that you're taking them away from this, you know, their their grand life out there. And honestly, if people see them, they smash them, crush them, they do whatever they can. So sometimes, maybe uh, in your your expert care, maybe it's doing better than it would have done if it was in the wild. I can't say that's for every species, but in some, for sure. So yeah. there's that. Well, look at Mexico. They're exactly. The exporters of, of spiders in the world because they have a huge breeding program now because a lot of their Brachia Pelma spiders were going extinct from wild catching. Everybody was catching them and taking them and selling them and because they were selling so good in Europe and in, in the U.S. So um, they finally, you know, put them on a list and said you can't do that anymore and then people started captive breeding them and now there's a lot of captive bred ones but Mexico <laughs> got a huge captive breeding program you and i both know some people personally from mexico and that have family still in mexico and they still say that they kill them on site <laughs> oh yeah well natives yeah because it's <laughs> yeah. just a pest it's a local pest for them it's just it's not you know there might be a couple people like to keep them but it's just a pest that's in your house. You don't want it biting your children and stuff. I mean, you know, it's kind of understandable, but. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, maybe not for me, but. <laughs> I like, I don't, I don't kill any spiders. I, I absolutely don't kill spiders. <laughs> no, but I yeah. put them up. Yeah. Those are, the, those are the, the pros I can think of right now. Um, yeah. And the cons. Okay. Um, one con is they can bring other pests in your house with them. Sure. Such as parasites and uh, what are those? Uh, those those tarantula hawk wasps. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've had I've seen that two or three times, especially um when I, when I was a teenager working at a pet store, I saw that um, but. Yeah, and that can definitely happen, but it doesn't I mean, happen that often. But it's it's often enough that I've heard about it quite a few. The times. spider still is going to die in the wild anyway, because you know, right? The, yeah, the only thing you're really hurting is you're hurting the pepsis wasp population now, um, and it's not like it's going to. In fact, you could say you're losing out on an experience. <laughs> it's not. It's not like it's. It, you know, it's not like it's going to establish this uh, a colony of pepsis wasps in your house. So no. You know. Not unless you give it a lot of tarantulas too, <laughs> and a lot of them, from what I understand, are pretty species specific. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they are. As far as I know, a lot of them right. are species, right? Because that's really the only tarantula in their area, mainly. Uh, other cons? Um, well, I mean, yeah, there's a the whole reduction of the. There's the reduction of the of the wild population in some places. I you know there's probably not a lot of uh, humans that are killing them or whatever, and if they're just going and catching them and taking them out of the wild. So and that coupled with uh, you know habitat destruction or whatever could you know uh, possibly endanger you know wild populations. So there's that. Right, and I think quite a few of them die. Oh, absolutely. You know, a lot of them die that are captured. They die before they ever get to a home, and then mm -hmm. half half of those will die because they get to the wrong they get to the wrong home. Somebody doesn't know what they're doing. They didn't do the research. They just bought a cheap ass tarantula at a show or something like that. 
Yeah, I get um, that, but a lot of a them pro, are going to die in the wild too. So there's another pro I forgot about. They are inexpensive for as oh, yeah. range, your wild usually power, much usually. more inexpensive than a captive bred one. Usually. You're going to get a much bigger one for for a smaller price than you will for captive bred. You'll get a smaller one for the same. You'll get a baby for the same price a lot of times. Yeah, usually. Uh, and then yeah, so there's that. Uh. Any other cons off the top of your head there? Well, I mean, just uh, like you, 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 you touched on parasites, but um, just the health, sure. overall health of the, in, of the yeah. individual. It should specimen. definitely be quarantined before you get them in. Uh, your exactly. Collection. Exactly. Quarantine them before you put them in the room that you keep your collection in. You want to quarantine them. They might have nematodes. They might have parasites. They might have mites. They might have all kinds of stuff. Uh, you know, and you might bring in some forward flies with you that they came you don't know where they came from you know they could did they come from the country the spider did Did they come from the wholesaler and their state that they're in you know you don't know <laughs> where them flies have been or where they came from so that's another thing to worry about also so from yeah also from an animal lover's point of view i mean just some of the some of the conditions that they're kept, they're in, kept in yeah right. from transport and even in the storage until they're sold and all of that type of stuff. I mean, and, and like you said, I'm sure a lot, a lot of them die. Um, so there's that. I mean, yeah, and if you that, can't be un- that can't be understated, you know. Yeah, if you treated a dog or a cat the way people treat these things <laughs> when they're shipping them from other countries, it, a lot of people go to jail. But people don't care right. about Right, but you also have to temper that with the fact that they're – they're going to kill them more than likely in a lot of the places they are. They're going to just smash them. It's a bug. So they're just going to smash them or do something to them. Yeah, where, they're going to go they and smash the tarantula when they're looking for that frog they're going to catch to sell or that lizard that they're going to catch to sell to somebody or bird or whatever, you know. You know, because at, at least if the bug is worth some money, they'll pick it up and not smash it. I've I've watched all sorts of things where you know they're deep deep fry and they also eat them you know they roast them or deep oh. fry them or do something yeah, yeah. and it's like and when they were doing that with like Theraphosa species uh, and and I was like oh my god no no West. <laughs> right I'm like no can I just can I send you like beef or something and you just send me the tarantulas you know <laughs> yeah and those like uh, those like uh... The what the hell are they? Uh, Cereopagopus, or you know, like the Thai tigers mm-hmm. um, that are, are really they must be like super abundant in Asia because they like eat those things too, man. Right. And the street vendors are selling those, and 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 then they use them for uh, medical stuff too. Plus, they sell them to the pet trade, and they've always got plenty of them. So those things must really be abundant there. They don't seem to be growing that fast in in, a, in captivity, but I don't know about the wild. I don't know how popular it's like a it seems to me more like a kind of like a, a a specialty thing like there's there's a it's a it's novelty a, thing yeah it's like a cult of like a people food? that like those yeah and it's like oh, but 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 you see these people on the food places they're going to places no i'm talking about in the hobby not the food oh no in the hobby yeah yeah, yeah there's they're not that they're they're fast aggressive you know it's <laughs> It's a lot of people that don't want to be bothered with them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah. Same with baboons. I mean, yeah. And those are imported a lot, too. So Was that a little foreshadowing for our species of today? 
Yep. <laughs> it's called a Segway, John. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, but it's a little early for that Segway because we're uh, still we haven't done Captive Red yet. So not at all. <laughs> so it was foreshadowing. Um, <laughs> I was correct. Right, foreshadow. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you were correct. I mm-hmm. forgot you. Um. Yeah, so I mean, that's pretty much the pros and cons for uh, wild caught. It's just common sense, really. I mean, you know, it's been caught and shipped and brought here, and you don't know how well it's been taken care of, and you don't know what it brought in from with uh, from the wild with it. Um, you don't know how long it's going to live. Yeah, it didn't cost you too much money, but you know, it, it, it by buying it, you're also supporting that. You buy it, that means they can make more money by catching another one and sending it to you. So there's that. Yes. Um, so now and then you know there's a few there's 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 pros because you can bring them to this country and you add them to the hobby and captive breed them and 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 make sure that they don't go extinct so there, there's 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 pros and cons and i'm sure and, and and i'm sure that there's you know it varies from species to species country to country you know what their what the what their habitat is like and and the pressures they face in the wild and you right. know what their population is like and all of that sort of thing it's it varies from from place to place species to species right for sure um and so i think we got that pretty well covered uh i think we can talk about captive bread now okay captive bread a little more comfortable to talk about <laughs> so what are the pros of captive bread Ah, uh, what aren't the pros of captive bread i mean it's a Bread in captivity. I know a con. It, uh, okay. It's yeah, there's some cons for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's uh it's it's uh only been fed healthy stuff. It's not been minimally exposed to parasites and, and bad things for it, uh, hopefully well taken care of. Although, you know, you never know. But for the most part you hope it's been well taken care of, um because it's always been taken care of by humans. And humans are great. <laughs> We're the best. <laughs> um, but yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you're going to pay a little bit more money, but it's going to be a better quality animal for the for the most part. You do get quality wild-caught animals, but you have to kind of nurse them back to health a lot of times. Or at least it seems like it because they do kind of come in like skinny and they need to eat right away and, and that kind of thing. So um, usually your captive bred ones are going to look better. They're going to be fatter, look more healthy, and mm-hmm. um, hopefully live longer for you and uh, just do much better. Mm-hmm. And, and then there's also uh, another pro is it takes the pressure off of the wild populations. Um Right. Without the if it's if there's a healthy captive bred population, cat help help a healthy captive population, then they, not the need to catch there's the not the demand the exactly the demand the need right exactly <laughs> yeah so, so that that's a that's an excellent point yeah so and there's then, that um, right hold on <laughs> sorry about that gonna have to edit that. <laughs> <laughs> uh i mean there's like pretty not there's not, there's not too many cons really um what, what's your con john price price yeah i mean generally yeah, price like, price yeah, it's, it's going to be more expensive all right that's pretty much the only really the only con is it's going to no. be it's going to be more expensive i have another one. Oh. um when you get captive born there's 
captive bred anyway, there's uh, one species in particular, but I'm sure there's others that I can think of where, yeah, don't exactly know for sure that you're getting that species. I don't know how important that is to a lot of people, but to some folks it is. And I know the situation with vagans is uh, pretty uh, cloudy, oh, murky. Hybrids. Exactly. You know, okay, if you get yeah. wild caught, you pretty much know for the most part that that is what it is once it's been identified. But captive bred, you don't know if the person that bred them knew knew exactly what you know what species was which if they bred two you know really close ones together or if they did it on purpose they did it by accident so your your vagans maybe uh you know have some albopilosum in its uh, lineage you don't know and right, for the right. most part in the u.s that's a very common thing right that so. was one of the pro uh, one of the cons that i had as well as a lot of baby spiders look exactly alike from different species, different genus. Absolutely. Exactly right. Afana palmas look like brachia palmas when they're, you know, a quarter inch. <laughs> and uh, and pink zebra beauties look the same. A lot of uh, gramostolas look like that. I mean, uh, uh, Laziador parahabana looks just like a, a smithy. Yeah. It's so, like a quarter inch, you know, a brachia palma. Exactly. And so sometimes. So, Brachypelmas, Afanapelmas, like you said, man, you don't know right. whether Sometimes it's an honest mistake. You don't know right. if it's an honest mistake or you, we have well, had like some unscrupulous people in the hobby that were selling things. And you and I have even gotten things and paid sure. a, you know, exorbitant price for them in the past. And it turned out to be something that, it, you know, it wasn't supposed to be. That was, <laughs> and of course it worked out in the seller's uh, favor. And sometimes, <laughs> yeah, you never know. I, I, I did a trade with a guy, and one of the spiders that was in the trade was supposed to be a uh, Gramostola pulchra, mm -hmm. a Brazilian black. But <laughs> when I got it, I'm like, dude, this is not a pulchra. This is a Brachypelma vagans or mm -hmm. a Tilicato vagans now. But <laughs> hey, it happens. Like, it was two inches. <laughs> I mean, it happens. <laughs> like I said, it can be honest mistakes. Friend. He wasn't trying to scam me. Oh yeah, it can it can be honest mistakes, but there are some scammers too. Yeah, it, just yeah. like everything. Right. Yeah. Just yeah, for sure. But but yeah, I mean, you, you're always. I don't say always, but you're you're good to go with, with captive bread. But like even back in the day when rose hair was was like the cheap spider to buy and mm -hmm. because it was docile and it was cheap and easy to get if people if there were more of them available captive bread it would have been you know we would have been we'd have more of them now exactly <laughs> but nobody nobody captive bred them because they were so available for so many years yeah for so cheap wild caught for so cheap and it, did, it, it, it it doesn't help to take grow painfully slow Right, it doesn't help. Yeah, no, that doesn't help. But, but I still think you know, people should think ahead. You you should breed it, keep the babies yourself, grow them up, and then you know if they stop importing that spider, holy cow, you know, like a, a five dollar rose here is now a two hundred dollar rose. Hair. And they probably <laughs> will stop importing that spider. That's the other thing too. That's, oh yeah, eventually they're going to. It might take ten years, but eventually they're going to stop importing yeah. that spider. I mean, 
even if it's just for a few years, they might start re-import, re-importing it a couple of years. They stop for a couple of years and they import. Peru does a lot of lets things go for five years, uh, you know, and it, they let some go for a couple months and then they stop it. And five years later, they'll do it again. So every five years we were getting giant uh, centipedes. <laughs> but in between that, you couldn't find anything like that because Peru wasn't letting anything out. So but there's a lot of different reasons. I think and this is just my own personal opinion, but I think with most tarantulas and not, I can't, obviously you can't paint everything with a really broad brush, but with with some species, it's not as significant as with other types of animals like snakes and lizards and frogs and stuff like that. Because a lot of, a lot of those, aren't as prolific in the wild as far as breeding. A lot of tarantulas are not well known to have a whole lot of, uh, you know, parasites and things like that um, when they're wild caught, you know, um, as much as like frogs, if it, like a lot of tree frogs, you buy wild caught frogs. I mean, you, you right. <laughs> I mean, know a good, either a reptile vet or have medications on hand that you know how to use and, all of that stuff because and that goes for a lot of snakes and lizards as well but tarantulas in general aren't usually that bad with that and no. a lot of species are very yeah, a lot of species are very very prolific you know they, they produce a lot of offspring because even yeah, in well, the wild they, yeah yeah they even in the wild they get killed a lot so it's a bug. there's not usually a shortage of them when they're importing them or whatever, usually but, usually but, there's exceptions to them but with the rose hair, uh, as an example, those came in for 10 years that I know of. Oh, more than that. Big. No, but I'm saying they came in for 10 years. They were coming in big. Yeah. And then they started getting smaller. And yeah. A couple of years later, they were looking even smaller. When, and these are from the these are from the wholesalers that are bringing them in, that, that are importing them. They're coming, and they're three and four inches instead of five and six inches. And Again, and, and I'm pretty sure that, like I said, that their painfully slow growth probably doesn't didn't help that either. Well, no, that's not helping. But I mean, God, look how long they came in, <laughs> by right? Millions every right. year, so and the, being like that. So there's so the a pop, lot of them. The population must have been huge. The range must be huge. Rendage, yeah. And yeah. Yeah, and then it took many, many years for them to have to start catching small ones. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they had like a regulation, like if it's smaller than this, throw it back, you know. Um, but like some of the Pachylotheria, though, if we got into those, I mean, I, it, you might be better off catching them and trying to breed them and keep them going in captivity from the way I understand it, and I've not been to any of those countries before, but what I've seen on television and everything as far as the deforestation and then they're re replanting like the palm trees and stuff like that, the palm oil kind of trees. And the, right. apparently the pokies don't adjust to that from what I've heard. And please contact us, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, from the things that I've heard is that some of the species are very, very sparse, uh, scarce in the wild. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Maybe, oh, well that's it. That, that, that kind of segues me into this. I'll mention this on the show. Um, 
uh, Andrew Smith, the guy who makes the uh, the documentaries about spiders, mm-hmm. uh, his his last one was on the King Baboon Spider and the Man Eating Lions <laughs> of Sabo. Um, he has got a Kickstarter going for his next project he wants to do, Pokilotheria. So he's trying to raise, uh, uh, I forget, four or $5,000, something like that, to go do another documentary on those. So that'll probably, he'll go there and show us the deforestation. That would be cool. There. That would be so cool. So we'll be able to see that. So uh, it'll be sad and cool at the same time. Yeah. Go check out Kickstarter. He's got a Kickstarter going right now for it. It just started. So um, I, I think it's got like a month to go. Uh, Andrew Smith, he's going to do a documentary about the Bokilotheria. So if you're interested in that, you can, you know, you'll get a copy of the thing. You can get yourself in the credits and whatnot. Uh, as a producer or just as a contributor, um, and then you know he he'll make that documentary and you'll be able to see that for yourself. Yeah, it'll be too so sad for me to watch, but I'm interested. But you know, I I, I love these animals so much, and it's just you know, like I said, I have in my mind, and it's and it, and I'm not that much of an optimistic person, but I just have in my mind that. One day, you know, we'll get it together and we'll make at least some sanctuaries. I understand that people have to have places to to live as well. And with our ever burgeoning uh, population and places that they're running out of room and stuff and and then they have to make products and stuff. I, I get all of that. I get all of that. And nobody's going to stop a stop the tractors from bulldozing the forest over a tarantula i i understand that but i just in my in my optimistic mind i just i just think i just think that one day if if we get everything if we get our head out of our rears and and just like make some sanctuary places that we've saved these species in captivity and we can reintroduce them somehow into the wild you know yes i agree but I don't think oh, I don't think they're doing them any favors by putting them on the Lacey Act either. No. Because now they're preventing us from shipping from state to state. And now how are we going to ship males to people who have females? It makes it much harder to get these things bred. Exactly. And then, you know, people breed them because they can make a little bit of money on them. So you need to be able to sell them to people. And if you can't ship them, you know, from state to state, you're not, you don't have to ship them out of the country. You got to have a license for that anyways. But you should be able to ship from state to state. Right. I don't think they're, they're doing any favors by restricting us and making it harder for us to breed them and keep these species alive. You're so worried about them going extinct. Well, they're not going to go extinct if we can keep them alive in captivity because there's a lot of people. One one percent of the United States keeps spiders as pets. That's huge. One percent. It don't sound like much, but that's huge. And then Europe, Europe is a lot bigger. I mean, they're a lot more popular in um, Germany and and in uh, the UK and and that kind of thing. They're, they're much more popular over there than they are here as pets. So it's it just seems dumb not to, to restrict us from keeping them in the hobby and keeping them keeping the species around by breeding them a lot. Right, and you figure we have over three hundred million people here in the U.S. and one percent's right. a big number. Hell yeah, it is. That's a, that's a big number. What, like, like I, I think I mentioned this on another show. They every few years or every year they do what's America's favorite pets? Tarantulas have never been on the list. You know they don't go down to number one hundred or whatever. They do like the top five household pets for America, and you know it's usually you know snakes and and dog, cat, snake. Now it's tarantulas. Tarantula made it on the list, like 1%. That's huge. 
<laughs> Wait, I know Snake was not third. <laughs> no, I, I'm sure it wasn't. I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but the, the, but that tarantula made it at the bottom of the list at all. Wasn't made it. I think it was like number ten or something like that. But 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 that was amazing. It's never been there before. I mean, I've been doing this for 25 years. It was hard to find a damn book about a tarantula. It was hard to find any information about a tarantula. Now we got the World Spider Catalog for taxonomy, and and, and we have a lot of other tools now. But but but. In America, one percent—that's that's huge. I just—I I was dumbfounded when I heard. It. I'm like, no way! <laughs> I just, it's so I'm amazing. Pre- I'm I pretty sure. I'm pretty sure a pet human would, would rank uh, would be higher than a tarantula. <laughs> pet, pet human, <laughs> a pet hippogriff, a great white shark. <laughs> you know. I'm just saying, one percent is pretty huge for America. Oh, for sure. But I just see how I just know the aversion that people have for spiders, and if they they hear that I have spiders, and they like freak out. It's just like you know. Yes, but the more people that are keeping them now, they're also educating our young, and then they're not growing up so afraid of them. So then you have more people that are. That's great. Keep- in the next generations. I have a woman I'm talking to right now wants to buy a female uh, Titicato Vagans from me because she's bought spiders from me before. She's been happy with everything. And now she's got uh, a daughter and her daughter's friends that she wants to introduce them to and, and get them keeping a spider that, that they can deal with that's not too aggressive and stuff. And so she's talking about one of the one of the Vagans. And um, I'm like, yeah, that's great. You know, teach, teach our young kids. You know, have them teach their friends. And then less people are going to grow up being so afraid of spiders. That means less spider deaths. <laughs> <laughs> Save the spiders. And more people keeping them as pets. <laughs> Save the spiders, people. Save I mean, spiders. now, right now, in the last two years, jumping spiders. A spider that oh, is absolutely. Really small. Jumping spider. People are making me crazy asking for jumping spiders. It's a tiny little spider. I got enough tarantulas to deal with and babies and what. I can't. I don't need another spider to deal with myself. And so I small. mean, the, spi- the, the spiralings are really small. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, like black widow small. Like that's that's small. Like, and I don't I don't breed black widows too much either because dealing with those babies is not. It's okay. Not well, that's a whole different. That's <laughs> you're in a different ball game on that one. Well, I know a different ball game, but the I'm just size wise. Those, I mean, yeah. You know why small. jumping spiders became popular, right? What videos? Lucas, no, Lucas the jumping spider. Oh yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah. Right. Is that a video or a it's it's a, no it's like it's a character it's, it's okay I, every uh, freaking girl wants a jumping spider now it's because of Lucas blame Lucas <laughs> it's Lucas which is so funny I, I found a, a local jumping spider that gets pretty big and you know it was a female so as soon as I put it in a cup it made an egg sack and those hatched out and I took them to a reptile show and they were gone I was like what the hell. <laughs> I don't you even sh- sold a tarantula at that reptile show. Oh, sold- you would have laughed your ass off at me the other day. Uh, well, this that was, was in few, 2020. This was a few months ago. I was in the grocery store and it was a large jumping spider, really large one on the floor. And I, and I couldn't catch them crawling around the floor trying to catch oh. this jumping spider. Because oh, it was bad leg. I can see that's not going to be easy. Yeah, no, it was very difficult. And I'm crawling around the floor. And, <laughs> and it was a species that was not native to here. I don't know what it was. It got away, though. <laughs> I 
that's what it's like. No. I don't. It got under the shelves, and I couldn't do anything. It's oh, like, no. I hate that. And then you embarrass yourself for nothing. Right. I'm crawling, <laughs> on, look, I'm crawling on all fours in the floor in the middle of a pandemic trying to catch a spider. Now <laughs> he's got five masks on, but he's crawling on the floor trying to Oh, yeah. three masks at least. <laughs> yeah, it happened. <laughs> and then I could look needed help to get up. Probably <laughs> get me off this floor, please. Let me help this crazy person up. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, I, I work outside a lot in the summertime, so I'm always catching them on people's houses and whatnot. And uh, I catch them on balconies and high-rise apartments. And <laughs> I'm always looking for, for those things, man. Especially now, now since 2020. I don't know. They got really popular in 2020. People are going crazy, and they're still bugging me for them. Absolutely. That's, that's the next big thing. And they are really cute, but they're just so small. Yeah, very small. And they don't live very long. No. But it's a waste of time. <laughs> no, no, come on now. Not a waste of time. To me, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, I mean, mean they're time, fun and all. A long time. Live a long time. A long lifespan is relative. It's a relative term. Well, that's I mean, true. dogs don't live a long time, but you're not going to not get a dog. Right. That's true. So, it's no, relative. that's true. I know. I know. I know. It's just, uh, it's, it's, it's sometimes it just seems like a lot of work for not very much time. <laughs> but they are really cute, though. You enjoy the time you have with them. Yeah, they're they're fun. They're they're fun to play with. It. They don't bite or nothing. They'll crawl on you and play games with you. And stuff. Let them out in your basement and or your your garage or something, and then maybe it'll become established for your house. <laughs> if it's a local species, yeah, it's it, local, it's yeah. Good. Or yeah, go catch a big female on you. Know, I see them on outside of houses a lot, especially on really hot days. This was a huge female it had to be and it was like black and orange and i'm like crawling around the floor black and orange nice. yeah i couldn't catch it ah uh, what a mm. drag i know i have that problem a lot I, I don't have a catch cup or something in my truck i don't have nothing to keep it in i wasn't I expecting it in the day i gotta try to find a bottle or something to put it in and it's gotta sit in my truck all day yeah i wasn't <laughs> expecting that i was going for a loaf of bread i didn't think <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you gotta you gotta keep a little backpack with you all the time. With and I usually I used to do that. I seriously used to have a like a vial or something at least always in my pocket. I I always yeah. went with a, a jeweler's loop in a vial. I always used to carry around because just yeah. in case. Well, look, I'm I'm wild catching things. <laughs> oh no, I'm, <laughs> I'm part of the problem. <laughs> Yeah, but not, not many people are wild catching those though. <laughs> they're not they're not super popular. I'm part of the problem. Oh no. <laughs> part of the solution, John, not part of the problem. I know, right? <laughs> okay, I guess this is as good a place as any to cram this into the episode. I hope you guys are enjoying it. I hope you guys are listening. The uh, code word for this week is Acanthoscuria. So if you send me a DM with the words Pamphobidius and Acanthoscuria, which I probably shouldn't have said in the same episode, you can, <laughs> you can uh, get into the uh, giveaway here. We're uh, at Instagram.com at the Tarantula Way Podcast at Instagram. So check it out. The code word is Acanthoscuria for this week. Don't forget, and uh, back to the episode.
All right, so I think we covered that today. So now we are on to our unhelpful guide to tarantulas. Oh, oh, no. Wait, I'm unprepared. I'm unprepared. Hold on. As usual. I forgot. I forgot. Plus, this thing was giving me an ad. They're still waiting for trouble. Did did you did you you, you opened your blinds? <laughs> oh, I'm making a smoothie. <laughs> you really are. Can I have one of those smoothies, please? <laughs> I'll take mango with mine. <laughs> Anyways, it's Terranicylus marinus, the orange bitey thing. <laughs> Or the gold bitey thing. Right, there's so many different color bitey things. Right, I think I had like five different colors for sale earlier. Yeah, I think I dated a bitey thing before. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we probably all dated a bitey thing. In one uh, <laughs> at least the same attitude. Anyway. Yeah, just get a Latino. <laughs> oh, been there. And I'm not, you're not getting me into this. <laughs> I love everyone. <laughs> oh, me too. My wife is Latino. What yeah, I know. She's <laughs> <laughs> sleeping right now. <laughs> Again, I don't want to hear that smoke. You're not getting me to this one. <laughs> the, the, okay. fi the fiery temper is, the, yeah. There oh go. yeah, there, there's there's quite a temper. Oh. But let's go. Let's let's not it's, let's not do this. So let's not do this. <laughs> okay, Terranicylus marinus. The name. By name. 1897. Okay. Also known as the orange baboon tarantula or the orange bitey thing. Well, okay, I have a question with you on this one. So what? Because for a long time. You, they, they, you just see them as Pteranochylus species marinus and right. with the, with quotations. So they were officially described that long ago? Yeah, 1897. But I don't I don't know if it was the... I don't know. I so don't know that applies to the ones in the hobby? One of them. I don't know if that... I don't know if it was the orange one, though, because that comes from the Usambura Mountains, and I'd, I'd have to look it up to see where the, 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 the test subject came from. Um, right, right. The type, the type subject. Type specimen. I, yeah. Specimen, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, it says Terranicolis marinus Pocock, 1897, and also known as Orange Baboon Trench, but I don't think it was, no, no, not back then it wasn't. Right. That's, that's more recent, because the orange ones, when I first got in the hobby... There were no orange ones. No. <laughs> Yeah. No, there there was just not at least had, not in the US. No, not in the US. It was the Mobasa Golden Starburst Tree. Exactly. And That's that was the, like a either or or like a yellow color or kind it of was a like mustardy, a mustardy, kind mustardy of color. yellow yeah. color. Yeah. That's yeah, what yeah, like, that's what I got. That's the only tarantula I've ever been bit by. Right. I remember you telling me that. Mm -hmm. And I also think, isn't this your favorite species, John? <laughs> I do know. It's my favorite one. Seriously, I just had I just had a feeling. Well, you know, it bit you. I feel it. a connection to it because I've been because I've been bit by one. You know, right? We share a bond, right? 
Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, it's also known as OBT, which also stands for Orange Bitey Thing, uh, or Mobasa Golden Starburst Tarantula. That's what they were called. They were called the Starburst Baboon back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then you started getting the Usambara Baboons, which were the orange ones, or the Orange Bitey Thing. Right. Um, or the P-Terror. Um, yeah, so there was a lot of different ones coming in and nobody knew what there was. And then back then there was also a light color phase and a dark color phase, uh, cordatus that came in. Yep. Um, and they, they had some other kind of starburst name to them too. But now, now the light color phase of cordatus is actually the true color phase of Terranicalis marinus. Wow. It's, it's the tan one. The true color phase is like a really light tan color. And even on the leg, some of the tan goes to even like a pinkish color. It's kind of mm-hmm. cool. Um, but yeah, that's that's the that's the true color form or typical color form for them. That's the what the ones that used to come in. Uh and then then the orange ones started coming in because they started getting them out of the Usambura Mountains off the cliffs and whatnot. And that's those are the red color form or RCF. And TCF is the typical color form. I thought that was a bank that just got bought out here. <laughs> they also called them the UMV, the Usambora Mountain variant. They used to mm-hmm. call them that. And then um, there's also a SCF. I haven't heard of this one, but there's a silver color, a silver color form. I haven't heard of that one. Cool, I, I think though. that I think that might be the one they they call the species teat. It seems more gold than silver to me, but I, I think I'm not positive. I've never heard of the silver one before. And then there's the dark color phase, uh, which is like a black form of it. Um, so, and then there's another one that this one isn't mentioning. Well, it kind of does. I don't know. One of them is just a dull tan color. Mm-hmm. It's just a regular, like, sandy tan, nothing really special about it, tan color. They've got the baboon pattern on the abdomen, and it's got a little bit of striations on the uh, on the carapace. But for the most part, it's not as um, impressive as, like, the species teat, which is a little more... Uh, tan and gold and then you've got the red color phase which is really bright orange um and then the dark color phase which is black and then there's another dark color phase i can't remember there's two dark color phases now one of them has gold trim and look like gold striations on the uh on the carapace but they're a dark but they're a black form oh yeah i've seen that one it's really really yeah. cool yeah, they're really cool looking. I had some of those for sale. So I had like I had like five different color forms for sale at one show. <laughs> I couldn't believe I, I had so many different color forms. It was just so weird, but it was it was really cool. And I've grown a few of them up, and they're really nice looking spiders. Yeah. Um, where are we on now? We got the name. We got the common names. We got the. Uh, Common names, previous names, variations. Oh, so that means you, you you already touched a little bit on it. It's location. Oh yeah, well the orange ones come from the Usambura Mountains. Um, the and that's in from... Kenya. Yes. Okay. Yes, uh, I don't have their whole range here. Darn it. So Africa. <laughs> yeah, um, they come from Kenya and. Um, um, what's the other country that a lot of stuff comes from? Oh, I can't think of it right now. Damn it. I hate when that happens. It always happens when I'm too much pressure, man. 
Can we, <laughs> can we name off countries in uh, <laughs> in Africa? <laughs> Tanzania. I think there's some in okay. Tanzania. Exactly. That's, that's, that's where what I was going to say. Yeah, that's the one I was trying to think of. Starts with a T. I kept thinking Tasmania. You know how my brain works sometimes. Chisillery. But I also think I also think isn't is isn't Angola or something as well? Yeah, no, there's a couple over. I, I can't think of all of them, but yeah, there is a couple different countries and and areas that they come from. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're pretty widely dispersed. At, hence the different color phases. Okay. Um, where are we at now? What's the next habitat? Oh, habitat. Well, the Usamburo ones, they live on, like, the mountains. They live in, like, crevices on the cliffs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, others, other color variants live at the base of trees, uh, holes in the trees higher up, um, in between they, rock formations. They seem like they're pretty variable as far as what they, you know. Yeah, they're uh, they're they're uh, um, uh, opportunistic. So Very opportunistic. For a nice little hole to go into and, and make a web in for the most part. Because I've seen them do so many different things keeping them captive. <clears throat> Here it is. Origin. Angola. Burundi, Congo. Kenya. Malawali. Tanzania. Zam- Zambia. 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 Zambia uh, Zimbabwe. Central, East, and Southern Africa. <laughs> so everywhere. <laughs> everywhere just in not Africa. Northern Africa. I don't know. Just not Northern Africa, apparently. But yeah, they're, they're pretty much everywhere in Africa. So hence the different color phases, different habitats. Um, yeah, a lot of them come from different different types of habitats. So the, obviously, the Usamburus come from mountains. They, they, they have a higher habitat. And then some of them come from drier habitats. And then some of the other color phases come from more more moist you know nothing's really wet in Africa. But i've seen them i've seen them almost live like semi or arboreally in the tank i've seen them burrow i've seen them you know they do they do so many different things they do seem to be semi well, as far as i'm concerned almost all the baboons are semi arboreal except for yeah like the pteranochilus <laughs> the chordatus um uh, well, yeah, that's a that's a Pteranochilus too. But Pteranochilus, um, some of those little ones, um, cannot think of how to say the name, but they start with an H. Uh, the smaller baboons, they seem to be like semi-arboreal or like live in bushes or something um, with the way that they'll set up their, their cage. Well, there's some other ones. Remember the Eucratocellus? I don't know if they've changed that name, the, the stout legs. They're yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forget about those. But there's not too many in that genus, I don't think. There's only the one, isn't there? Well, no. Well, it depends. You know how ter- you know how tarantula taxonomy is. <laughs> wait wait a day and it'll change. <laughs> but there, there, there used to be more. I just got a message from my taxidermist guy. Got any spiders in your freezer? <laughs> <laughs> he mounts them for... Uh, uh, competitions hmm. and then he gives me the mounts when he's done which is pretty cool and i just so that, on my... that covers habitat yep moving on here's a big one care oh care uh care she's you know like pretty much any tarantula that are pretty darn easy to care for they are uh not real picky no not at all they, they like to have a hide, though. Uh, it's good to give them something to hide in. 
Um, it's even better to maybe get it off the ground a little bit and, you know, a nice hole that they can go into. They love to go into a hole. That seems well, preferable. Yeah. Like a, or even like a hollow piece of, you know, bark or something like that. Yeah. And they will do like a, uh, like a pochilotheria or a, uh, you know, like a more arboreal. If you lean a piece of cork bark, um, from top to bottom, you make a nice lean on it. They will, uh, make like a, uh web curtain kind of usually at the base of it yeah at the base of it and then they'll hang curtains high up where they can they can go up and down a little bit and then they'll go up and and uh get food that way um yeah i mean they're real versatile you can give them all kinds of different types of of uh environments and and they'll do real well on it as long as they have water and, and food okay and breeding breeding they're super easy to breed in my experience super easy i know you've bred these a lot they are also <laughs> as mean as they are it's like the meanest damn tarantula in the world but they are very gentle lovers the males in my i've had males live with females the whole time down in their burrow or you know like kind of like down in a hole wherever they're making their home in the web tunnels and stuff tubes the male lives with the female. She makes an egg sac. The egg sac hatches. There's first instars running around the web. Male doesn't bother him. He's still living down there with the female. They go to second instar. They're running around all over the damn place. The male still living with the female. The female doesn't eat him. She doesn't kick him out of her house. Nothing. They stayed together for a long time. And There's so no divorced was, lawyers involved. Nothing. Nope. He just up and died one day. In <laughs> there was no puncture marks or anything. So unless she poisoned them, she didn't do it. So, no, you yeah. can't, that is and, usually the way it happens. You know, yeah. you breed you breed two rose hairs and they come together. Wham! Like they're going to kill each other. They're like, Rah! And sometimes they do. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But a lot of times, I mean, a lot of times they just come together really hard like they're fighting and then they settle down and get into the dance of mating. But OBTs, they're like, they do the little dance, and then the other one gets a little closer and does a little dance, and the other one does a little closer and does a... They come together, they gently touch their legs together, and then they get to it, and most of the time, the female is very willing, lifts up for the male, the male does what he's got to do, and runs or don't run, she just, she'll turn around and go away, and, and not bother with the male, most of the time. Sometimes they do eat them. Sometimes they, they can't wait to eat them. You can see it. <laughs> you can see they got their fangs <laughs> dripping while he's getting his insert. Her fangs are dripping. I've seen that before, too. But, um, yeah, for the most part, they're gentle lovers. I've had males live in with the females more than one time through the whole process, from the mating to the hatching of the egg sac to second instar. So. Cool. They generally have yeah, how around many? 100 babies, okay. 100, to, 100 to 200 babies. And they you come know, out good-sized. Yeah, they're they're about a half inch mm -hmm. right out of the gate. They're bigger than Lasiodoras and whatnot. They're they're a good size, ready to eat. They like to eat. Oh, and they'll tackle, any, they'll tackle stuff that's they'll, just as big as them or bigger. They'll eat a big, good-sized cricket. You don't have to worry about them. Mm -mm. It looks like spider rodeo. They're like riding around this big cricket. Your pinhead so crickets came in a little <laughs> big. They don't care. <laughs> They'll just grow faster. They're pretty happy. Now, that's the one thing about them, though. They don't grow really fast. Really? Because I've I've actually was gonna say at my if in my experience it was the opposite. They grew pretty fast for me. 
Well, they go chronic. They, well, they grow to a point, and then they don't get that big after each molt. They get like thicker, but they don't get. I mean, they're not a, really a large tarantula, anyways. But they don't. I don't know. They, to me, they don't grow as fast as a lot of other stuff. Mm. Like I can get, I can get a uh, uh, salmopius to grow a little faster than a ermine or than a, a pteranochilus a lot of times. My experience is they grow pretty fast, so oh no. But they do get the breeding size rather fast. Really fast, get, right? Well, once they get the breeding size, that's when they seem to slow down. Females seem to slow down. They don't grow as much in a mold. Because you can mature a male pretty quickly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mature males, yeah, because they mature at like two or three inches, and females are uh, females. Believe it or not, well, ready to breed around three inches, man. Mm -hmm. um, I proved that time and time again. <laughs> yeah, females will breed really young in this. Yeah, in this usually place. the the males are pretty small. Right, two two to three inches, and then they uh, the females are ready to go at that size. But you know they get up to five inches or so, and uh, but they're they're ready to go at like three inches. A lot of people underestimate how when a female is mature, which I think is kind of funny because matures males mature rather young in a lot of species, uh, but people are always think that their females got to be, you know, 10 inches before it's mature, which is just not true with most species that I know. Exactly. All right. What about experiences? I know you have a couple of, well, I think I've talked about my experience as far as the bite goes. <laughs> um, experiences, they will grab the tongs and climb up them fuckers and try to bite you. They, <laughs> They're uh, pretty darn mean. They don't take no shit. They stand their ground. They're not going away. You need to go away. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, they'll just, they're usually not going to jump at you, but they will like uh, thrust their fangs into the dirt in front of you and keep moving a step closer to you every time they do it. <laughs> kind of like, it's almost like bumping your chest. <laughs> They draw the a line in the sand. <laughs> they stay on their ground. They're not leaving their home, and you're not fucking getting in. <laughs> That's just all there is to it. Um, yeah, they're defensive. They're not really aggressive, but they, they just don't want to be messed with. They just don't want to be bothered. That's it. They're just intolerant. Other than that, um, they're easy to keep. They're easy to breed. Anything what about any personal experiences with it? I mean... I know, I know that, uh, I know someone had gotten out of tarantulas before and then they got some, some, uh, OBTs from someone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got into a bind and had to sell my whole collection, uh, in the early 2000s. And then, um, you know, once I got my finances back together and my life started to go back in the right direction again, of course I needed some more tarantulas. So I bought five orange bitey things from John at about two or three inches each. Um, took them home for a couple of months, fed and watered them. They all molted. Two of them turned into mature males and three of them didn't. I do not, not good at ventrally sexing those usually. And um, so I just took a chance and I put the two males with the three females and ended up with four egg sacs and 300 slings. <laughs> and wow. I was back, baby. <laughs> I traded those for other females and males to breed and uh, worked my way back up to having a nice collection again and and having uh, and producing a lot of slings again. 
cool. So cool. yeah, that, that was uh yeah, that, that's one of my favorite tarantulas because of that. I definitely have some history with that spider and some uh, emotional attachment. <laughs> <laughs> right. So actually, this should be your favorite species. Uh, it is. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that it's my all-time favorite species, but it's like number two for sure. Like right. I have a tattoo on my arm of an orange bitey thing that came from a picture I took of one of my orange bitey things. Uh, so I, I, yeah, I, yeah, for sure, it is uh, really up top on my list. I think Zenestus beats it though. It used wow. to be Pamphobedius, but but I think Zenestus beats it now. Cool. Okay. Now we move on to the all important keeper rating. Keeper rating. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it is, uh, you know, what is the highest one? Emperor? Is that what yeah. you said it was? Yeah. yeah, it's it's Emperor, baby. This is no spider you want to mess around with. When these things are two and three inches, you crack the lid of their cage to try to give them some food, and you 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 just tiny little bit of vibration on their web, and they could be bolting all over the cage. And the first thing they're doing is coming out, and you. you I don't know how many posts on Facebook I've seen. Oh, my OBT got out. Oh, God, what do I do now? Oh, my OBT got out. Or like our local friend, Jonathan Michael, he bred OBTs in a cage that had too big of air holes in it, I think is what the problem was. And they got out all over his room. So for a couple of months, it was like, hey, look, I found another one, a picture of his ceiling. And hey, look, I found another one, a picture of his wall high up. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I found another one. It's next to my computer in the wall here. <laughs> he was finding OBTs everywhere. But yeah, they're, they're a bolty kind of species when they're small. When they're big, they're not going to bolt too much, but they're going to make you leave them alone. They're not letting you come in their house and they want you to go away Get out as soon as possible. So for me, I'd give them like above whatever is below. You know, they're not a, they're definitely above Jedi Knight or Sith Lord, but I, I don't know if I'd give them the highest one just because of how easy they are as far as their, how undemanding they are as far as, as, far as their keeping requirements. But yeah, as far as aggression and speed, I mean, you know. You don't get much worse than that. I mean, and also another trick of theirs is that they, they'll, they'll consistently put like a line of web right to the top of the very top of the container. So In the when center. You, yeah. And so when you open it, they it's know. Like a, it's like a, it's like a, <laughs> it's like a right. It's like a tube of web. It's right in the center of the freaking lid. Yeah. When you pull it up, the whole they know. With it. Yeah. And, and yeah. So you're pulling all Your of whole, it out. The tunnel system comes up with, and them. they're running out. And they're running out. Yeah. And yeah. so that's why it's impossible. Like sometimes at like two and three inches to open the cage because that's why they get the vibrations immediately because they get that centerpiece right there. Yep. And it pulls their damn cage up and they start freaking out and they start zipping around in circles around the cage oh yeah and so feeding them if you have like a and i know you can really speak on this for having so many xx at once if you have a lot of them to feed at once uh yeah that could take a while because when you open the containers you gotta you gotta watch because they're gonna run and be very careful they're not as bad. I don't know. They're not as bad as people think they are, but then they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would you just and me, say, they're pretty easy, and I'm not really that afraid of them. I, I, I've never been bit. 
25 years, only by a baby, little, little tiny baby. I have been bit, and it's not pleasant. That's the only thing I've been bit by. I'm sure, I'm pretty sure I told this story before, so I don't think I need to go back into that. You told, I think you told the story, but I, I, uh, I mean, but, but, but my point is, is I've had probably thousands, I don't know, at least many hundreds mm-hmm. of OBTs, and I've mm-hmm. never been bit. So it can't be that bad. But on the other hand, they kind of are that bad because when that sucker gets out <laughs> and you're trying to catch it with a cup and it's going, yeah, da, 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 da. <laughs> and bites hurt. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to and you. The bites, and the bites hurt. But it if hurt. you can set up a camera when you're catching it, it does make for a great video that will get a lot of likes and views. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I wonder what kind of views my bite would have gotten. <laughs> bites, bites get views. Bites and feedings, they get a lot of views, especially if they're good, but you just gotta, you know, you just gotta be careful. That's all. You just gotta be careful. You gotta give them the respect that they deserve because they deserve it. Because they're they'll they'll fuck you up. And then that with that, <laughs> that brings us to the last thing: availability. Oh, they're super available. I almost always have them. I don't have any for sale right now, but I do have them, and I'm breeding them, so I'll have them in the near future for sure. Um, yeah. but they're Seems readily like they're available. pretty common. Um, they don't. I don't think they come in wild caught too much anymore. I don't think so. I mean, maybe I some. Do some of the other color forms come in, or I don't know. I well, I haven't seen much of anything coming in in the last year or so. So right. the only thing, the, the only thing I've seen is those darn uh, Kelsey Adams. We've seen a lot of wild caught Kelsey. Adams oh well, yeah, and then we can't know, speak you, for Europe or anywhere else. I mean, I don't know what. Country. Yeah, yeah, we can't. We can't speak for other countries. Uh, I, I mean, let let us yeah. know. Let us know. Contact us. Let us know. Uh, but from what I can see, when I look at at gmail absolutely. But when I look at when I look at other you know European lists and stuff, I either either they're having. You know, they're breeding different, a whole bunch of different species than it is here, or either some of the collectors are are very confused about uh, geography and where they are when they collect things. <laughs> because, you know, there's some species that are available there, and it's like, really? Wow. <laughs> they, so. I, I don't know... I don't know. Some of the places they have more freedoms to bring that stuff back. Uh-huh. I think like there's people in Germany and now, now I don't know that it's legal or not. Exactly. I don't know how, I don't know how legal it is, but I know there are Europeans that are going to other countries and grabbing these in the wild and taking them home and breeding them or they're taking them home, taking egg sacs home and raising them and breeding them, but they're breeding them. But that, mm-hmm. that's the key though. They're breeding them to bring them in the hobby and then they're being sent here eventually. Yeah, well, buying, you know, well, yeah, I'm just saying the original right. stock and stuff, and then you see like large adults come in from places, and it's like, I'm like, sure, somebody was like, you know, in Brazil, and then and they're like, well, is this Brazil or is this another country? You know, I'm not really sure. Oh, just collect this. I'm not, <laughs> sure. <laughs> not really, you know. Yeah, well, there is some indiscretions on some of that kind of stuff. Absolutely, uh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, those 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 little tree spiders. What are those little things? Uh, Sidonias. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, those. That's why we're having so many problems with this Lacey Act and a lot of things here because of those a lot of the stuff that came out of Brazil. That Brazil says, "Hey, you know, we've never let anybody take it. Never, exactly, never. You have polkras, you have right." <laughs> <laughs> you have 
you're selling for a million dollars a piece, and we're not getting any of this money. I mean, do they have a big line? I'm sure that they build a wall between Paraguay and Brazil. I mean, (laughs) right for those we don't know, we don't know which those are. We're not sure, but you know, that's just people talking bullshit, (laughs) 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 trying to save their ass. But, but I mean, okay, so a couple people took a few spiders. It's not like people are poaching them and selling them in the you know, and poaching them by the millions and selling them to other countries and sending, you know, like 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 the stuff that comes in from Africa and other places in South America, you know, to the to the. It's not like that. A couple people took a couple spiders home and started breeding them in captivity and got other people breeding them in captivity, you know, in the near future. Right. And now, now they're in the hobby. They never came out of Brazilian in the millions and the thousands, like rose hairs and that kind of thing. Right, right, right. As far as I know, in the U.S., they've always been captive bred because they came from Europe, captive bred. Right. Well, so, so there's that. <laughs> so, what else you got? I think we're. Uh, I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> for for all you unlucky people that listen this long, <laughs> we thank you. All right. This, this, is, this is it. This is the grand finale. <laughs> did you did you did you want to talk Not more? So grand finale. Do you want to talk more about the giveaway or no? Um, I think maybe at the end of this episode there will probably be a code word for you to get. Um, okay. to um get into the giveaway we are going to be giving away two brazilian beauties um you want to say the latin name on that too <laughs> no <laughs> no <laughs> the lechothelia diatomentus diatomentus i can't remember I, the, the last part always gets me D- double Brazilian D's. blue bird, blue beauty dwarfs, dwarf D- blue beauty. double D's, right? Double D's. <laughs> double That's what D's. I always call them. <laughs> That's what it always says on the vial. Capital D, little D. <laughs> they fill cups like double D's. <laughs> Anyways, in the U.S. here, it's a hundred and fifty dollar value for two of these spiders. Winner only needs to pay the shipping. We're gonna give them away on Instagram. At the Tarantula Way podcast at at Instagram, so um, you can uh, check it out there. Um, this is probably going to go out in February. It's the end of January right now, so that post is going to go up for very soon, uh, February third. So that'll already be passed when this one comes out. Cool. So this will be your second passcode that you'll get at the end of this episode, and then um, it's going to be U.S. only though. Sorry guys, um, you want these fighters, guys? Yeah. The next one will be international. I'll hook up with some people in Europe so I can um, have stuff shipped from Europe and European listeners because we have a lot of listeners. Oh, yeah, I should talk about that. We're in the end of January now, and I just wanted to talk a little bit about the people who are listening to us. I want to thank all of our listeners. Thank you. Thank you. And We love uh, you. I am unprepared, so I don't have our listener from Germany that sent us an email that I didn't see for weeks on and um, not an email, but a message on Facebook or something or Instagram. But I did get his message and I did talk to him. He really likes to listen to us on um, while he's feeding his spiders. He's in Germany. There's no German podcast about tarantulas, so he's he's forced to listen to our English one. So thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Danke, Shane. <laughs> she, see, see, Danke, Shane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> My wife is Spanish. I'm always saying C, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we want to thank you, but I do want to say that um, uh, I've been checking the stats, and the U.S. and the United Kingdom are neck and neck. We've had the same amount of listeners from both of those countries, our country and their country. So I want to give a big shout-out and thanks to all of our U.K. listeners. Thanks a lot for listening or if you're somewhere else in Europe and it says you're in the UK thanks a lot for listening because <laughs> <laughs> my stats say you're in the UK but anyways I just want to say thanks uh, we appreciate it and uh, we're going to keep putting out more content um, hopefully it'll be out more um, rapidly than it has been in the, in the past wait wait I need to say thank you for the English people thank you <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> That's all they said in England. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Good. Oh God, I knew you were gonna <laughs> don't <laughs> for all, for all you British listeners, <laughs> send your hate comments to Brian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm not British. I live in Michigan. What do you want from me? <laughs> the only British I know is is Austin Powers. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh, oh, someone almost killed me. Someone, please do. <laughs> All right, guys, we should probably end this now. It's probably going too long as usual. So, um, I'm Brian. And I'm John. And this. <laughs> Is the tarantula? Tarantula way. What he said. <laughs> 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 <laughs>